Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Wednesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm doing all right. We've had a couple of extra days off. We're refreshed. We're ready. Yeah, we had a lot of fun down in Disney World. We did, which we'll probably talk about during the course of the show. Sure, yeah. But let's start off with some news from the Disney Parks blog. All right, some things we might have missed. Uh, Disney Eats back on Monday posted about the five cookie recipes to celebrate National Cookie Day. That's right. December 4th is National Cookie Day every year, and their curated Disney Eats section gave five recipes for folks to share this year. Uh, The chocolate peppermint cookie from the Contemporary Resort. The melted snowman sugar cookies from Pizza Rizzo at Disney's Hollywood Studios. That's one of my favorites. The snickerdoodles cookies from the International Festival of the Holidays. The bourbon eggnog snowflake cookies. Those are from Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar at Disney Springs. And the snowman shortbread cookies from Disneyland Resort. So if you're interested in those recipes, you can head on over to the Disney Parks blog and get them. All right. Sounds good. And speaking of cookies, we have some cookie adventures to talk about when we get into the Disney Springs section of today's podcast. Yes, we do. But what else is going on in the Parks blog? Disneyland has started to announce event dates for 2024. That's right. The 2024 Disneyland event calendar has been released. From January 23rd to February 18th, they will celebrate Lunar New Year at Disney's California Adventure Park. February 17th and 24th, they will celebrate Gospel at Disneyland. March 1st through April 22nd, they will have the Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival. April 5th through June 2nd, they will celebrate Star Wars Season of the Force. August 26th through August 4th is Pixar. April 26th to August 4th. Thank you. It will be Pixar Fest. August 23rd through October 31st will be Halloween time. August 23rd through November 2nd will be a celebration of Coco Plaza de Familia. And beginning November 15th, the holidays. So Disney has never really released a year's worth of scheduling in yeah. a, uh, this far in advance. I mean, it's not detailed, but it's nice to see those chunks well, they of actually, time. They did give some details. So Pixar Fest is going to take place at Disneyland. It will be a celebration of friendship and beyond. They will have colorful decor and themed menu items. Uh, and there will be an all-new daytime parade called Better Together, a Pixar Pals celebration, which will debut at California Adventure. And uh, they will also have Together Forever, a Pixar Nighttime Spectacular, returning with some all-new scenes. They'll also have new characters like Ember and Wade from Elemental, uh, Red Red Panda May from Turning Red, and more. Uh, They're going to announce entertainment at a later date. The Lunar New Year, of course, is going to be celebrated to uh, as they do every year, where they celebrate Chinese, Vietnamese, and Korean traditions. This year, uh, Mushu will lead the way as part of Mulan's Lunar New Year celebration. They, of course, will also have Asian-inspired food and beverages. Celebrating Gospel at Disneyland Park will take place at the Fantasyland Theater. Um, it will be headlined by Marvin Sapp on February 17th and Tasha Cobbs Leonard February 24th. That is an annual tribute to gospel music. Um, that celebrates with music artists and community choirs from across Southern California. Ooh, there's a lot of information here. (laughs) The Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival takes place from March 1st through April 2nd. This uh, celebrates the diverse cultures and cuisines of California. Soarin' Over California also returns for a limited time during the festival. Season of the Force at Disneyland is going to return with Hyperspace Mountain, new themed food, beverages, and merchandise. And you'll also get to ride a new version of Star Tours. The adventure continues um, as they add some new scenes. I think we have some details on that later on. 
and Star Wars Galaxy's Edge will provide a fresh perspective on the fireworks above Disneyland Park as they're going to open a fireworks viewing area in Galaxy's Edge. Uh, Halloween time, of course, is uh, wicked fun for all ages. There will be the annual autumn decor, characters dressed in their Halloween outfits and uniquely themed attractions. Plaza de la la Familia uh, is celebrating the everlasting bonds of family and Mexican traditions of the Dia de los Muertos. Uh, using Disney's uh, storytelling and music from the Coco. And then holidays at the Disneyland Resort will be celebrating the festive holidays at Disney's California Adventure with seasonal overlays on attractions, cherished holiday spectaculars, and wintry decor throughout the resort. They're also bringing back some of their separately ticketed after-hours events, including Disneyland After Dark for select nights from January through June, the Oogie Boogie Bash, the Halloween party, which is going to be returning in 2024, um, and then they're excited about the reimagined Pixar Place Hotel that's going to be opening on January 30th. Right. And then May 24th, we see the debut of their new Fantasmic, uh, and it's been revised. They have removed the scene uh, at the end of the show that involved Captain Jack, and it will be replaced with uh, the Peter Pan scene, which I guess was part of the original Fantasmic and was removed. All right. Uh, and, of course, Tiana's Bayou Adventure will be opening up at some point next year as well. So lots going on in Disneyland in 2024. Very good. Those are all the stories of note on the Disney Parks blocks. Let's head on over to Disneyland. All right. Um, Disneyland is offering wish posters to Magic Key holders. That's right. Magic Key holders can pick up a complimentary wish poster at the Disneyland Resort next week. Well, actually this week uh, through December 8th. This exclusive poster features Asha Valentino and Star from the new movie Wish. Uh, you can pick it up at Disneyana in Disneyland Park, the Studio Store at Disney's California Adventure Park, or the Wonderground Gallery in the Downtown Disney District. Of course, there is a limit of one per Magic Key Holder, available while supplies last. Magic Key Holder must be present at the time of redemption and provide your valid Magic Key Pass. They're very, they're very cute. I would, they are. I would maybe frame that. It's pretty. Disneyland had their candlelight processional on the uh, December 2nd to the 3rd, and the, I guess it was a surprise, uh, the surprise special guest this year was Brie Larson, who acted as the narrator. That's right. You may know her as Captain Marvel. Um, Disneyland likes to keep their guest narrator uh, as a surprise until the very last minute. Of course, some internet folks uh, saw her rehearsing earlier and kind of spoiled the announcement. But uh, it was very nice to see um, to see Brie Larson up on stage. Uh, they've been doing these celebrity narrators now since 1961. Okay. Let's talk about a couple of things Star Wars related that are going on at the parks. That's right. The first thing is the already mentioned update to Star Tours. The adventure continues. At D23 earlier this year, it was announced that Ahsoka Tano would have some new scenes added focusing on her. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's rumored that the new scenes for Star Tours are going to be these aforementioned editions of Ahsoka Tano's. Okay. So no official word on that yet, but we do know that it is getting an update. And then Disneyland is adding a viewing experience in Galaxy's Edge beginning next spring. Uh, while you can see uh, fireworks above the spires, um, they are going to give a new fresh perspective Uh, With galactic music sweeping through the spires, they're going to add themed music in Galaxy's Edge, which will accompany the fireworks um, in the park. So it sounds like they're not doing the park soundtrack, but they will be doing something exclusive to Galaxy's Edge. Mm. So 
you know, now you're going to have to go and see the fireworks from two different perspectives. Yeah, nice. At California Adventure, they have a new food item that has made its way over from Disney Sea. That's right. Tokyo Disney Sea has uh, exported one of their most famous food items, and it is now available in the San Francisco section of Disney's California Adventure at the Port of San Francisco Cerveceria, which is their Japanese beer garden. And uh, that new treat is the gyoza dog. It's a gyoza sausage bun for $8.99. What does gyoza mean? Gyoza means dumpling. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, It is a steamed bun with ground pork and vegetables served with a chili soy dipping sauce. Um, It is uh, wrapped in a bag closed with a Baymax sticker. (laughs) Pretty cute. Yeah. It's essentially a giant bao bun. Yeah. And that's not the only new food in California Adventure. No. uh, Smoke Jumper's Grill at California Adventure is going to start serving a breakfast menu next week. That's right. And next week is December 6th, so that's today. Ah. Uh, They have some new breakfast entrees, including a breakfast sandwich for $13.40. They have a classic breakfast burrito for $13.99 and a chorizo burrito, which is plant-based, for $13.49. They also have sides of bacon, sausage patty. Those are both $4.49. Hash browns for three nineteen, dollars uh, molcajete salsa for $1.39, and breakfast seasoned fries for $4.79. I like that they're just French fries. Yeah. Like, they're not trying to mess with any kind of, like, hash brown. They're just, or tachos nope, or anything. nothing. Just but going is, with French what fries. what is breakfast seasoned fries? I don't know. Do they have, like, a bacon flavor or something? Maybe. Uh, and then, of course, you can get a single fried egg for three seventy nine. Of course? What do you mean, of course? Well, you know, maybe I just want an egg. <laughs> is that an of course? I think that's kind of an interesting offering. They do have some kids' uh, meals available. They have the Kids Power Pack for six forty nine. That is a mandarin orange yogurt smoothie, carrots, and whole grain fish crackers served with water or a low-fat milk. Or the breakfast slider, which is a bacon, egg, and cheddar served with cuties, mandarin orange, or breakfast seasoned fries and a small water or low-fat milk. They've also added some cold brews to their menu and uh, orange juice and regular coffee as well. All right. That wraps up the news from California, so let's head on over to Florida. The hours have been extended at all four of the Disney World theme parks in late December. That's right, at Magic Kingdom. They're now going to be opening an hour earlier, which is now 8 a.m. on December 17th, 18th, 21st, and 22nd. The park will close at 6 p.m. for uh, the Christmas party on December 17th, 19th, 21st, and 22nd. The Magic Kingdom will remain open until 11 p.m. on December 18th and 23rd and 10 p.m. on December 20th. Uh, so those hours, uh, you know, are updated. I wonder, do you think they close early on Christmas Eve or do they stay open late? Oh, well, that's a I great mean, you question. should get the kids to bed. I don't know what the hours are, but, yeah. All right. Uh, the only uh, Epcot extension is on December 21st. 31st. 31st, your birthday. Yep. In honor of your birthday, the park will be open from 9 a.m. to 1 a.m. It was originally scheduled to close at midnight. Which would have been weird. It would have been. So now they're giving you that extra hour. Hollywood Studios will be opening at 8.30 a.m. on December 17th, 18th, and 19th. So uh, those are some additions for them. Uh, And then Disney's Animal Kingdom has had an an extra hour in the morning. Uh, Every day from December 17th through the 23rd, the park is now scheduled to open at 8 a.m., which, of course, as we all know, gives any Disney Resort guest entry one half hour before that scheduled opening time. Very nice. The Magic Kingdom is completely booked for Christmas Day 2023 as tickets and reservations are no longer available. 
That's right. This is, of course, our last year that we have to deal with reservations. It's our last month we have to deal with reservations. Yep. So uh, if you're planning to go on Christmas and you don't have your reservations already. Guess you're not going. You're out of luck. Yeah. Pick that, Epcot, pick Animal Kingdom. That is the only park right now that uh, is uh, fully booked. I don't know that I would necessarily want to be at the Magic Kingdom on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like... The Animal Kingdom would actually be a nice one to be on on Christmas Day. Right. Well, you know what everyone thinks is everyone thinks they get to see the Christmas show on on Christmas Day. A lot of people don't realize that the Christmas show has already been recorded, the Christmas parade. I guess. Um, So people go there expecting that and and none of it happens. Right. And uh, as well as Magic Kingdom being booked for Christmas Day, both Magic Kingdom and Epcot are booked for New Year's Eve Day as well. Okay. Yeah. Epcot, I would think. Right up there as far as uh, which ones we book first mm-hmm. for New Year's Eve. Because right. all, all the drinking. Right. A new complimentary exclusive exclusive Wish poster is coming to Epcot for Disney Pass holders. That's right. It's the same poster that is being offered in California. And if you're an annual pass holder, you can visit the Creation Shop at Epcot from December 6th through December 19th to pick up this fancy souvenir. I think that's a longer release window than they have it over in California. I thought it was the 4th through the 8th. Maybe. So um, if you are an annual pass holder and you're interested, head on over to the creation shop. All right. So today was a big day. Yes, today being December 5th. That's right. It was Walt Disney's 122nd birthday. Wow. And what else debuted today? Uh, the World Celebration Gardens. That's right. World Celebrations Gardens, including their new background music loop, uh, debuted today. A lot of the construction walls are down, and the World Celebration Gardens are open to the public. So that is nice to finally see a majority of the park uh, open. There's still a whole bunch of it that's not. And, of course, since this new part has debuted, uh, we have a revised guide map that was released uh, today. And it does have the creations, uh, sorry, the World Celebration Gardens added, and that is in the app as well. And it has a, a big old figment on the cover. That's right. Figment is getting a lot of love these days. Uh, tonight is the debut of the new Harmonious show. And uh, I heard that Figment uh, has a part in the show. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. We'll so see. We'll have to get some feedback on how that went. Okay. So in Disney Springs news, the biggest news is always about cookies. Yes. Really. Really. But we're going to talk about, we'll talk about what we did at Disney Springs because we spent our last morning, early afternoon at Disney Springs. We, we spent only spent a good three and a half hours there, four hours. Yes, we did. And our our biggest reason for going there was to get me the Krampus cookie from Gideon's because Gideon's, that's the chocolate mint cookie. Mm-hmm. I was pretty excited about it. Which is one of the cookies of the month at Gideon's. It is. And what is the other cookie? Um, let's see. It's a vanilla one, so That's I never pay Chris, any attention. the Chris Kringle cookie. Yeah, which we've announced before. Those have been around. Yeah, I, I think, think they've been around a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, so we did go to Gideon's. Well, we went to downtown Disney with the intentions of getting our cookies. Got there at about, what, 11 a.m.? At 11. Yeah. And uh, we walked, no, oh, 10.30. And we walked over to Gideon's, and the line was pretty long. There was no virtual queue. Right. We opted to not get in the line. So we went, and we started doing the Christmas tree stroll. We picked so up our fun. free map. So fun. And do you want to tell people how the Christmas tree stroll works? It, they give you a map. You have to go to, I think there's like maybe four or five locations that you can pick up a map. We picked ours up at Planet Hollywood. Um, you can look when you get off the escalators from the parking garages. There's a sign that tells you where your pickup locations are. Right. Um, so we got our, our map and then it has a, a sheet of stickers on it. And you go to each of the locations where it shows the trees and you match the sticker. And when you fill up, 
your map with all the stickers in the proper places. You get a prize. You get a, you get a button. Oh, yeah, but it says you completed the 2023 yes. Christmas tree stroll. Yes, you go back to one of the locations that gives out the maps, and you can get a button for having completed it. So that was fun. It was just so fun looking for them all, and I took a picture of each one while and we were we there. And we ran around. We missed trees. Yeah, we went we back and forth. We had to go back and forth a couple of times. Yeah, a lot of miles so on So we definitely feet. got our steps in. Mm-hmm. Um, and before we talk about our Gideon's adventure, but still speaking of cookies, yes, uh, the night before at the Christmas party... Yes. We got free cookies. We did. Which are part of the uh, free snacks, cookies and beverages. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they upped their game, I feel like, this year. I don't know what they had last year. We went many years ago, and the the cookies were not very good. Um, And this year, they were were, um, provided by Cheryl's Cookies. Right. Cheryl's is a large mail order cookie company. And they're so good. The buttercream frosting on them is to die for. They are. We can talk a little bit more about our trip at the end of this show or on tomorrow's show. But, um, yeah, there was a lot of cookie love. Oh, but the thing that happened, though, with with Gideon's, now we went back a couple times and still no virtual queue. And even if they had opened it up, we had to leave for the airport. Right. So we finally made the call to uh, drive the half an hour and go to the original location. Where there was no line. Literally no line. We could have driven a half hour. Bought our cookies and driven back to Disney Springs. And, both, eat, and, and eaten our cookies in, in front, front of, of people, people in the line. people that would have been in the same spot we were. So yeah. um, very odd that they weren't utilizing the virtual queue. They were telling people it was about an hour and a half wait. Yeah. Uh, which I find a little ridiculous. I think they try to keep it a long wait. Right. Uh, because I, I think it makes them feel seem more ex- like a more exclusive product. Um, but yeah, if you've got the time, if you've got a car and you've got a little time to not have to work around somebody else's schedule, go ahead and take the trip over to the little original location. Maybe do it at like lunch or breakfast time. They have, um, it's like a little co-op. A little food market. Yeah. So they've got like, they had maybe two places you could get, you know, sandwiches, salads, that kind of thing. So, uh, it didn't work out for us. We had eaten, unfortunately, but they had nice food. Over there. And we got our cookies. And we got our cookies. It's not as impressive as the original, as the uh, Disney Springs location. But it's the original. It is the original. They also don't serve cold brew there. I found that out. The The hard way. The last time I went, not this previous, not this time, the previous time. Um, But I did get the Krampus cookie and it was delicious. It is delicious. I'm still eating it because it's big and I'm trying to pace myself. All right. Good to know. Disney has done something that they probably should have done a while ago and it's going to be helpful to me. They have um, put in at the entrance to the world of Disney a store map that shows how things are organized. That's right. And it's not just at one entrance. It is at uh, a majority of the entrances. Good. So it has the general store layout. Uh, and they have removable, repositionable colored tags to label product areas within the store. So that is nice because it seems like every time I go in there, they're moving <laughs> they something move it, around. They move it, yeah. Um, but they do, you know, they map T-shirts Disney 100 locations, Munchling pins, uh, headwear, seasonal merchandise. Well, so, and it tells it, you where the kids' stuff right. is, where the adults, you know, as far as like clothing goes, uh, housewares, you know, the princess theme stuff, the Star Wars stuff, the Marvel stuff. Right. So, you know, if you're looking for something specific, and you know, some things are sprinkled throughout. If you want a lounge fly bag, there's, you know, seven different places you can find the lounge fly bags. But, um, you know, it's, it's just helpful to have a general guide. It is, and it's a lot easier than having to get a paper map when you go in. Yeah, no, forget it. 
And for the first time, we used the mobile checkout option while we were there, and it was easy peasy. So easy. It's funny because uh, we just started using it at um, BJ's Wholesale. They have the same thing. And mm-hmm. it's a lot of times the lines can be really long there. And you just scan your stuff and show your barcode on the way out, and that's that. And it was the same at um, World of Disney. Yeah, it's a a nice option. Yeah, much easier. And do you know what else we saw when we were in Disney Springs? I know, yes, because I was there. Yes. (laughs) We saw the so-ready-to-open Summer House on the Lake. Yeah. Um, I also found out that Summer House Santa Monica has a uh, location at Terminal C in the Orlando International Airport. Oh, really? So that's their second location. Okay. Um, but Summer House on the Lake, it looks really nice. It does. Um, the, the menu is not up uh, at the restaurant. No. Uh, but the chairs are out. Yeah. The The walls, construction walls are down. It looks ready to open. And while they have not announced an opening date, they have announced the full menu uh, now. And that is available uh, if you go online and look for it. Uh, they do have salads, sandwiches, pizzas, and more at lunch and dinner. And, on, of course, on Saturdays and Sundays, they have a special brunch menu. And they have the massive cookies that are, like, as big as your head. Right, but they will uh, not match Gideon's cookies. No, they're not going to be as good, but they're really big. All right. Not as fat, maybe. I think that's the thing about Gideon's is they're very fat. The ribbon, ribbon cutting took place for Eat, and now you can eat there. That's right. Eat by Manit Chuhan is at Disney Springs in the old uh, Wolfgang Puck Wolfgang Puck Express location. They had a ribbon cutting ceremony on Friday, December first, and the restaurant opened up to guests on December fourth. Wonderful! So uh, that's very exciting. We didn't poke back there. We didn't think to go look. We were very busy looking for Christmas trees, and there were not Christmas trees back there. Right. So let's head on over to some entertainment news. And, you know, during the pandemic, there were a number of Pixar movies that were not released in theaters. They right. had streaming-only releases, and those movies were Soul, Luca, and Turning Red. Mm-hmm. Uh, those films are going to be coming to theaters in 2024. Okay. Soul is going to open in theaters on January 12th. It will be joined by the Pixar Spork, Spark short Burrow. Um, tickets go on sale January 2nd. Turning Red will open on February 9th with a Spark short Kit Bull in front of it. And Luca will be in theaters on March 22nd, joined by the classic Pixar short for the birds. So nice to see them uh, coming out on the big screen. Yeah, I kind of want like a double feature. Mm-hmm. Like I already saw it. So right. like it's kind of nice to see it on the big screen, but like they're short movies. Like I want, I want like two for one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are you going to tell them it's going to be all right? They're going to do that for me? Yeah, they'll do it for you. All right. And while we're talking about theaters, um, the Marvels is ending their box office run as the lowest grossing Marvel Cinematic Uni- uh, Universe movie in history. Out of the 33 movies uh, in the universe, they have finished with approximately uh, $197 million globally. They might break uh, the $200 million mark by the time it's all said and done. Uh, it did cost $220 million, so of course... You know, most people know that in order to break even, you essentially have to double the cost of the movie, Mm -hmm. uh, which they will not do. So um, That's disappointing. It was a very good movie. It is. It it was an okay movie. Um, (laughs) Well, I thought it was good. Uh You thought it was good. Yeah, I did. Um, But, uh, you know, it's been a tough go for Marvel movies Mm -hmm. post-pandemic. This did even perform lower than some of the original movies like Captain America, First Avenger, before – you know, before the Marvel Cinematic Universe really caught on, right. those movies made $400 million. Yeah. You know, now they're in, you know, pre-COVID, they were making 
two billion with the Avengers. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, one hundred ninety-seven million is is very anemic. Uh, Captain Marvel alone debuted to one hundred fifty-three million, so it's uh, it's difficult to uh, to digest, I guess. It's hard to make that money. What yeah. are you going to do? And eventually, Captain Marvel will end up on Disney Plus, as most of the Disney properties do. Um, but let's talk about what we have to look forward to in December. And some okay. of that's already here since we're now f- six days into December. Right. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny did debut on December 1st. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. You haven't? No, I didn't uh, go with you. All right. Well, it's a good movie. We'll have to watch it. There's also a short movie starring John Travolta called The Shepherd. It hmm. is more of a vignette than an actual movie. Uh, we have some new Doctor Who. Doctor Who Wild Blue Yonder has premiered as well. Um, we're looking forward to the season finale of The Santa Clauses, which releases today uh, on Friday. I'm sorry, not on Friday, on the 8th. Diary of, Diary of a Wimpy Kid at Christmas Cabin Fever debuts. December 9th, another Doctor Who, The Giggle premieres. Um, Dancing with the Stars, of course, continues to be broadcast on uh, on the streaming service. And then when we get into December uh, 20th, what were you pointing towards? I think it's a big deal. On December 15th, the CMA Country Christmas Special is taking place. All right. That's I'm not really a big country fan and neither are you, but I feel like it's kind of a big deal. All right. That is big for if you're a country fan. And then on December 22nd, we have Marvel Studios' What If Season 2 debuting. And what's unique about this is over the course of the next nine days, uh, the nine episodes of the series will debut one each day. Okay. So we'll get that in a little over a week. Uh-huh. December 25th, we get the Doctor Who holiday special, The Church on Ruby Road. On December 26th, the Disney Parks Magical Christmas Day Parade, because, of course, it debuts on ABC on Christmas Day. Uh-huh. So that is a look at what is coming to Disney+. Plus. And then our last entertainment story is that ESPN is going to be offering uh, two versions of Monday Night Football on December 11th. They're going to simulcast two different Monday night games. Uh, so it will be uh, the Green Bay Packers and New York Giants. Uh, and then the Tennessee Titans and Miami Dolphins will be uh, starting at the same time. Uh, one game will be on ESPN and uh, the other game will be on ESPN plus ABC. Oh, so. <laughs> okay, uh, then. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be a little interesting um, because they're obviously going to be competing with each other, be competing with themselves. Sort of. But um, I mean, isn't that better? Right. You've got the entire market. You do. Instead of losing half of your watchers to another... Uh, another channel. Yeah. Right. That wraps up all the Disney news. So our friends at Universal over the weekend uh, gave a name to their new resort in Texas. Okay. And that's going to be the Universal Kids Resort. Ooh. Uh, and I hear that they did release some uh, uh, artists' renderings, and uh-huh. they have at least one of the, the lands. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants land. Yeah. Who does not want to go to a, a SpongeBob SquarePants land? Everyone wants to. Um, so they have a Trolls area, a Shrek area, a Puss in Boots area, Camp Cretaceous, and a SpongeBob SquarePants with a Minions land in the center. And, of course, they've added Gabby's Dollhouse near the entrance. Sounds so, fun. So, um, you know, these are artists rendering. Of course, it's all subject to change. Right. Um, this park was announced earlier this year. I believe. Yeah. Maybe late last year. Was it? Um, but uh, exciting to see a new theme park go up by one yeah, of the major is. players. It's, you know, it's not And Six it's not Flags. in Orlando. It's, it's not in Florida. Right. It's in Texas. 
Yeah. Uh, room, there's always rumor that Disney's going to build a park in Texas. Right. Um, but it's nice to see that Universal's stepping out and doing this. Good. Universal Orlando Resort has announced that pass holders will be able to enjoy some extra perks like dedicated park entrance and special menu items from January 6th to the 31st of 2024. Yeah, that's good news. That's after the holidays, but before Mardi Gras season begins. So they're offering a variety of benefits. Um, you're going to get pass holder uh, discounts as well as that pass holder dedicated entrance and exclusive menu items. And this is available to all levels of pass holders. Uh, and uh, there are more details to come. Very good. Universal Stella Nova and Terra Luna Resorts are now listed on the Lowe's Hotels website. That's right. They're scheduled to open in 2025, and they now do have their availability listed. Universal Stella Nova Resort will open on January 21st, 2025. They will include standard rooms that sleep up to four guests, a pool, and they will have multiple dining options. Uh, If you're looking around February... Uh, right after they open, their rates start at $168 a night. So not, not, terrible. not bad pricing. Universal's Terra Luna Resort will open on February 25th, and they will include standard rooms that sleep up to four, along with multiple dining options, a pool, and more. Uh, and their pricing is very similar at $168. These are considered to be three-star accommodations, which are the same ratings as Universal's Aventura Hotel and the Cabana Bay Beach Resort. Um, The difference is that both Stella Nova and Terra Luna are going to be adjacent to the new Epic Universe theme park that is scheduled to open in summer 2025. All right. I'm assuming, though, that these are not going to get the um, Express Pass included with their stays. Correct, because the the other three-star accommodations do not get that either. Um, they, They will get, however, access to the rest of Universal Orlando Resort via complimentary shuttles. Nice. So it is a... A good distance from the original three Universal Parks. Mm -hmm. So, uh, well, that's that's all the news we have. And you wanted to talk a little bit about our Universal adventure. Yeah, we actually, we got a lot in over our two-night trip. Yeah. Um, On our first day when we got there, we decided to run over to Universal City Walk for, you know, dinner time and some shopping. And uh, we had a nice time. We did. It's a little bit, it's, you know, we haven't been in a really long time. And it's obviously very different from... From Disney, but we we went mostly because Tony was wanted to look at some merchandise for Earl the Squirrel. You know how he loves him, and I don't know if you saw on our um, on our Facebook page, but we did we actually, met Earl the yeah, Squirrel. we did actually get to meet Earl the Squirrel. So that was incredibly exciting. It was very exciting. Um, you know, one difference with Universal City Walk, and we found that out because we arrived around what one one thirty. Uh, we got to Orlando. We went to our resort at, over at Disney. And then I said, hey, why don't we go to Universal? Well, if you park before 6 p.m., they charge you $27. Right. Actually, $30. The, the price had changed. Mm-hmm. It was $30 to park. If you go after 6 p.m., parking is free. Right. Um, so we got there. It's a little after 6. Uh, the parks emptied out around 8, so it got crowded around then. Yeah. But for the first hour and a half, relatively small Not crowds. Not terrible, yeah. Uh, a lot of shopping. They had stilt walkers. They had... Uh, uh, you know, other type of Christmas ambiance. It snowed at City Walk mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, and then Cheryl had gone to get a drink and she came back and she said, I don't know if you saw, but Earl the Squirrel uh, is around the corner. And I got up from my seat and I ran over there and Earl was gone. Oh, so sad. So we did have to walk around for a little bit, but Earl finally came back to his Christmas tree farm uh, and we did get to take a picture with him. So uh, very excited. And uh, I didn't get to do a moldorama. 
No, which is, that was, oh, that was the other thing you were looking for. That was the other thing for. I wanted to do. It was a Moldorama, which right. they did have, but none of them were exciting. So, right. Uh, really nice to get over to Universal. Uh, one thing I know that Cheryl mentioned is, you know, we were in the Universal store and you kind of just like walk through it because yeah. you're not into the Universal stuff. It, it's the same thing as when we went to the to the parks and the rides. You know, it's fine to go. It's something that I would do if it were near home. I would go and do for an evening one time. But um, it feels to me kind of like going to the casino around here. It's Yeah, it's nice, but right. it's not um, – I don't like any of the merchandise because I don't really like the characters. Right. And it just doesn't have that same feel. I could look at things I'm never going to buy in a Disney shop. You for know, for hours, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, to look at things in a universal shop that I'm also not going to buy just doesn't really right. interest me. You have no interest in Grinch stuff or Hufflepuff no. House or but Gryffindor. It's or... nice. They have a lot of the windows uh, for drinks and stuff. So, you know, you can get a drink and walk around and look mm-hmm. in the shops. And, you know, I think it's really good for nightlife. I mean, we're not so much nightlife sort of people, but right. um, it's good for that. And then we were going to get Voodoo Donuts. Um we went to go wait in the line, which was very, very long and not moving. And then they had um, – you could do like a mobile order kind of thing. Right. So we did that. That was a little bit of a mess too. But um, but it worked out okay. We got our donuts. It did. And unlike Gideon's, we could not run to the original Voodoo no. Donut location because that's, I think, in Washington State. So it would have been a longer ride. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, we had a nice time. It was good. And their mini golf looks like it's pretty good. Oh, cool. their mini golf looks awesome. So we'll have to go back and try that one it's time. It's probably very expensive. Oh. We do the Disney one because we usually get it like free included with a package. Yeah. But like if you have to pay for that, I bet it's like $25 a person. It's at least 20 Yeah. Yeah. All right. Maybe next time when we're rich. All right. So is that all for today? I think so. Um, so we want to talk about the Christmas party that we did, but it's a bit much for tonight. So um, we'll probably do that as a part of our next show on Friday. Friday. Yeah. All right, so until then, uh, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.